Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. To a new episode of the Reveal Rob Show. I am, of course, your host, Reveal Rob, coming at you with all of the randomness and spookiness and craziness and DCness and all the nisses that you can throw in here for this week's episode, man. A little bit later in the week for release, but a lot of things have gone down since, uh, so I'm kind of happy that, you know, we had some extra news to talk about and a bonus review for all of you who have been patient and waited for the new episode to come out. Special weekend release here, so. Appreciate you all, as always, for joining in and listening to the show. I'm going to jump in, you know, again, got two reviews on this episode, as well as a lot of news revolving around DC and Warner Brothers all together, so can't wait to talk about that. Uh, me, personally, what's been going on? You know, your boy's got a haircut. Got a haircut since the last time we talked. Uh, the long, flowing locks have finally been uh, chopped off, but for good reason, man. I grow my hair out to donate to be made in two weeks for uh, kids, so... Worth it, uh, you know, do I miss the long hair? Yeah, a little bit, but not too much, you know, I'm enjoying the new look, I kind of styled like Elvis for Halloween, which we had, and uh, of course, Halloween night, got to go trick-or-treating with my niece and my nephew, and had a good time there with my brother, we were both dressed in costumes, he was Casey Jones, I was Elvis, uh, good times were had there, and of course, that's why I did end up recording Monday night, because... Your boy was beat, okay? <laughs> but, um, again, it worked out because we got a lot of news to talk about for this week's episode and two reviews. I'm going to be reviewing Barbarian, a horror movie that released this year that has gotten some good, good reviews. So I'm glad I was finally able to check that out. And Weird, the Al Yankovic story came out um, today as they're recording this episode. So going to talk about both of those as well. Circling back to the haircut real quick, you can check out the video that I posted on uh, the Throw Me Podcast Network's YouTube. Quick little short of uh, me doing, you know, a little transition vid, if you will. Had some fun with that one. You can check that out on the Throw Me Podcast Network's uh, YouTube. While you're over there, please hit the like on that video and subscribe to the Throw Me Podcast Network. Share with all your friends. We put a lot of love and effort into our work, man, and we're happy it uh, connects with anybody and whoever gets there and shows up and all that. So please like, subscribe, share with your friends, help it continue to grow as we continue to have fun and bring the fun to you and the funny, man. That's the Metal Groove podcast. It gives you that metal music awesomeness. You've got the Mr. Wonderful show that gives you that entertainment awesomeness. Uh, he also does movie reviews as well. Can't wait to see what he's got to say about uh, the weird Al Yankovic story on his show. 
Uh, we've got, of course, Haunters Podcast, which is going to be having a season finale coming up pretty soon. But they're still knocking out some good haunt information over there. And you've got Improper Guidance being just the absolute blast of a time of a show that it is. So please, again, follow the Throw Me Podcast Network for all that good stuff. And without further ado, let's jump in to our first review, which is going to be the first movie I watched. And that movie was a film by the name of Barbarian. So let's go ahead and queue up this trailer real quick, and then I'll be back with my thoughts. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom, and I'll sleep out here on the couch. Ah, oh, man, what a creepy freaking trailer. All right, so that was the trailer for Barbarian, which is rated R for nudity, uh, language throughout, disturbing material, strong violence, and gore. Uh, is a horror mystery thriller film coming in at 1 hour and 42 minutes. Traveling to a Detroit for a job interview, a young woman books a rental home. But when she arrives late at night, she discovers that the house is double-booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to stay the evening, but soon discovers that there is a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 92%, while the audience has it at a 71%. IMDB puts it at 7.2 out of 10. So, what are my thoughts on the film? So I, like, 100% thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I had a good time in a weird way with this movie, and I'll explain that a little bit later, but I feel, felt like it was a very well-put-together-and-done movie. Um, you know, very creepy film, 
I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you know, it takes a lot for me to get creeped out while watching movies, but this movie played on some good, um, spooky feelings while watching it, like, it gives you that, like, I was literally on the edge of my seat while watching this movie at times where I'm like, where are we going, what's gonna happen here, this is getting crazy, because the movie, it, it's in, like, two halves, I believe, uh, Wendy said that on his show, Mr. One of them, his full show, be sure to check that out, I believe he talked about that as well, how the, uh, film, you know, changes about halfway through, and it does, man, and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but the movie does take a turn, um, but not like a insanely ridiculous turn, like it's, it's a turn that fits the, uh, creepiness of the story that they're trying to tell here, um, that they kind of build slowly towards, but once you build to it and you get there and all that stuff, like, it is creepy, man, the darkness that's in this movie, the claustrophobia you feel while watching the movie, the, unknowing of how things are gonna go it's like what a freaking crazy idea of a movie but a idea that is believable and really adds to the scare factor of the film and the creepiness of the film is how you know it's kind of believable story you know and i remember hearing a lot about this movie and i remember seeing the trailer in theaters I haven't seen the trailer since that was my first time watching the trailer then i'm glad i didn't watch it again before the movie because there are some scenes in there that um i would have picked up on while watching the movie so i'm glad i didn't watch the trailer before seeing it and I didn't really study into the movie all that much. Like I said, just the few times I saw the trailer in theaters and all that stuff. And I've heard, you know, Mr. Wonderful's review and I've heard a lot of positive things about the film. So when it finally hit uh, HBO Max, I was excited to finally check it out and see it. And I'm happy to say I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed the film. Like I said, it is pretty disturbing at moments. It's pretty creepy. You know, it, it, without a doubt, and I'm not just saying this to say it, it kept me, like I mentioned earlier, on the edge of my seat. Like there was just... It's just a wild freaking movie, man, and, you know, very well acted. You know, we all know Bill Skarsgård is a fantastic actor, and let's see, freaking uh, Georgina Campbell does a fantastic job in the film. She plays the character Tess. Uh, Richard Brake is in the film as well. He's awesome. But, I mean, let's just give a standing ovation and give the man his flowers, as the kids like to say, uh, to Justin Long. That man is freaking, I think, underrated so underrated and undervalued he's so strong and every time kind of performs you see especially in these horror films because he's always able to give off that like just distressed feeling you know and i remember kevin smith saying it you know mr wonderful and i talked about it when we were at the hhn trip that i'm just dropping mr wonderful's name left and right um we talked about it on the hhn trip how you know we agree with kevin smith that justin long should be considered like a horror film icon um, what's the term for male horror? I know we got Scream Queens, but what is the term for the Scream Kings? I, I would guess, you know, you know, logically you would say Scream Kings, and I, I think Justin Long deserves a lot of credit, and, you know, just not, not just for his horror realm, you know, he does great comedy films and all this stuff, but it's just something different about him in these horror movies, and I think he's always stepped up to the plate and delivered a home run every single time he's you know, been there, especially in these horror films, and, you know, this is just another example in this film of, you know, how talented and how good of an actor Justin Long is, but overall, yeah, I think it's a really good film, it's creepy, it's disturbing in moments, you know, nothing to me that goes insanely overboard, like with a Hereditary or a Midsommar or anything like that, while it does get kind of wild and disturbing in this film, I don't, I don't think it's a mind meld is much more of a disturbing claustrophobic makes me feel dirty kind of feel um in this film so yeah i i highly if I mean if you're into horror movies you want to 
you know, get some kind of edge of your seat action and get creeped out and disturbed a little bit, I think this is a good movie for you to check out. It is on HBO Max. Um, it says it's on Hulu with a premium subscription, so I guess that's whatever that is. <laughs> but uh, get HBO Max; it's worth it. And we'll talk. We've got some news uh, later in the episode to talk about involving HBO Max. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed Barbarian. I I support this ninety-two percent score that it has. It is a really solid film. And to be honest with you, it has a chance of squeaking into my top ten films of the year. Man, we're getting we're getting towards close to the end of the year. We're now in November. Uh, we've got you know, a couple more films coming out that are going to be worth seeing. We'll see if something, you know, squeaks into my top ten. Been on the record that my top three is set and solid at this point. I don't think anything has changed that. But, you know, four through ten. Very good chance of things shaking up there, man. So, can't wait to put the list together and figure everything out. But Barbarian may make its way into my top ten for sure. But, that is the Barbarian review. Let's now switch gears and forms and styles of movies <laughs> completely with our next review with the weird owl Yankovic movie review hang tight put it in I'm tired of people thinking I'm some kind of joke. Your dad and I agreed it would be best if you just stop being who you are and doing the things you love. My whole life, all I wanted. I'm afraid we found your son at a polka party. Just to make up new words to a song that already exists. Oh, well, you should do that then. Who my little hungry one? Hungry one, open up a package of my banana. Dude, I've got chills. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent that I know is the future of music. But first, we gotta find you a stage name. Al Yankovic. It's long, it's hard to pronounce. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Weird Al Yankovic. I love it. Weird Al has taken the world by storm. Do I know you? Madonna. I was wondering if you were going to do a parody of my song, Like a Virgin. I'm curious, is that song autobiographical? Yes. <laughs> Except for the fact that I've had a lot of sex. Name me one creative genius that doesn't have a checkered past involving alcohol. That's the medicine. And drugs. I think Madonna's a bad influence on you. What? No offense. I'm a train wreck. My parents wrote me off. I pushed away my band. You're all just a bunch of normals. I'm the weird one. You gotta take care of yourself. I saw in you something special. An artist with something to give to the world. In front of all the billions of people watching around the world right now, all I want to say is be as weird as you want to be. You will never find true happiness until yeah. you can truly accept who you are. Thank you. Oh, Al, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> A 
I totally deserve that. All right, back to the show. That was the trailer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. This is a biography slash comedy film running at one hour and 48 minutes and exclusively on Roku services. So if you have a Roku service, you can check out the film for free. Oh, both these films are like one hour and 40 minutes long. Pretty cool. All right, uh, the film stars Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic in the unexaggerated true story about the greatest musician and sex symbol of our time. Uh, the film also stars Evan, Rachel Wood, and Rain Wilson, as well as a slew of cameos in this film that I'm not going to spoil for you at all, but good ones. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 88%, while the audience score is at 89%. IMDb 7.4 out of 10. So, what were my thoughts on the film? Like, this movie now. I've always loved Weird Al. I've loved Weird Al for as long as I can remember. I think Amish Paradise may have been the first song I heard by him. I really don't know. It was a long time ago. But I've always loved Weird Al. I'll rock his songs on random sometimes. They'll just come on when I'm doing a you know shuffle of the music on my phone and you know Weird Al song coming on. It's always a great time. Anytime I release something new, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, cool. What's Weird Al got going on? So when this movie was announced and that Daniel Radcliffe, of all people, was playing Weird Al, I was like, okay, that's interesting. This could be fun. Why not? Weird Al story. Daniel Radcliffe's playing Weird Al. What can you do? Um, <laughs> you know, I remember seeing the trailers, all that stuff. It's like, okay, this is going to be a uh, weird time, if you will. So after watching the movie and trying to gather, gather my thoughts, because I just finished watching it not too long ago, um, my easiest way to talk about this movie is that it is absolutely 100% insane. It is ridiculous. It is over the top. It is extreme. It is bonkers. It is exactly what you would want from a Weird Al movie. Like, the movie just plays out in such a way that you're like, what is going on? But we're having a good time here, and you're like, you're picking up on, you know, some of the stuff and where it's going. You're like, oh, I know where this is going, or I know where this song's going, or I know what song's about to be made here. Like, that stuff was fun, because I was watching it with my brother, Tombstone Josh, and we were having a good time, you know, calling what song was about to come up. We got some laughs and chuckles in there. Um, it, 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 it's, it's an entertaining film without a doubt, maybe a little bit too long, you know, and I don't know if that's just me being tired or what, you know, playing into it, but maybe just a little, a tad too long, um, and a lot of Madonna in this movie, like a lot of Madonna, and that's not spoiling anything, but there's a lot of Madonna in this movie, um, a lot more than I ever expected, especially after seeing that trailer, I thought it was going to be like a one-and-done thing, but shh, be tuned for a lot of Madonna here, um, but yeah, overall, entertaining film, I think Daniel Radcliffe, you know, does a great job. Um, he's one of those actors who, like a lot of the cast of Harry Potter, to where they made so much and pretty much made a living for themselves off of the success of Harry Potter, that they can now do these um, extravagant and different kind of roles. And Daniel Radcliffe, I think, has been at the forefront of that with some of the movies he's done. I mean, he's played a freaking farting corpse, for crying out loud. Um, so he's definitely doing the more uh, independent, you know, extreme different kind of films so going into this weird owl movie something he probably would have never expected i don't think anybody would have ever said oh danny radcliffe should play weird owl but i mean he does a great job you know he's fun in the film he delivers what he needs to deliver uh, he hits the comedy beats he hits the heart beats as well because the movie does have some heart into it um <laughs> mixed in with all the madness and it is a freaking bonkers of a time film but um very enjoyable very enjoyable 
you know, it's what you expect with a Weird Al movie. I'm not going to go in over the top and all that. I didn't look into seeing how much any of the stories are true or all that. I don't think it's necessary. Um, you know, you can do that yourself if you want to. But, uh, you know, overall, I think it's what you would want from a Weird Al Yankovic story film. Um, it plays out to the way it needs to play, and it was enjoyable. And again, it's free on Roku. So, you know, if you have a Roku device... You can watch it. I believe if you don't have a Roku device, just go to like the Roku website or whatever and just, you know, do what you need to do to watch it there. But, uh, but yeah, enjoyable, entertaining film, you know, worth the time if you want to. I mean, between the two films, you know, Barbarian is something that is going to stick with me more. Like I said, it has a very good chance of making my top 10. The Weird Al movie, as much as it was entertaining and enjoyable, won't make mine. Uh, I mean, might make Wonderfuls, you know, because Wonderful has been texting left and right with the group about how much he loved the movie. So there's a good chance he can make Wonderfuls top 10, but it's not going to make mine. And again, that's not a knock on the movie. There's just so many good things that came out this year. Um, you know, the film itself, again, entertaining film. It, at moments, I kind of was thinking like, oh, this kind of got like a Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny vibe to it, but not thoroughly like that just some moments and i love tenacious d and the pick of destiny so that's pretty big for me to give it some comparison there but overall again it's a freaking crazy film it is a crazy crazy film as i drop a charger on the floor but um but yeah there you go those are my two reviews double feature what a weird double pun intended i guess double feature that was just you know two movies that are insane to say the least, but enjoyable overall. So let's say go into the news, shall we? And as I teased earlier, a lot of DC and Warner Brothers news to get into here, starting it off with the big news that broke uh, since the last time we talked here, and that is that DC finally has its leads for its upcoming film division. Uh, DC Studios, they have tapped James Gunn, writer, director, Awesome dude, James Gunn, and producer Peter Safran to lead DC Studios uh, Films, TV, Animation as co-chairs and co-CEOs of DC Studios, which is the newly formed division over at the newly um, mixed around Warner Brothers that's going on. Uh, James Gunn will focus on the creative side of things, while Safran will focus on the business and production side of things. Both are expected to continue to direct and produce projects respectively. Uh, the deal runs for four years. Gunn will be exclusive to DC, so that means he won't be really doing any Marvel stuff. Now, of course, he will have to do some um, press for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy things that are coming. We've got the holiday special coming, and then we've got the uh, third Guardians of the Galaxy film that's happening after that. He will be exclusive to DC. Uh, the goal is for them to not just be producers, but to function as executives, even as Gunn will occasionally hone a movie. Uh, DC has multiple films set in separate uh, universes, of course, meaning the Joker film from Todd Phillips and the Batman film from uh, Matt Reeves. Uh, the Joker film will not fall under Gunn and Saffron. Uh, it's not known yet where the Batman film will lie. Uh, let's see, we've got a quote here. DC has among the most entertaining, powerful, and iconic characters in the world, and I am thrilled to have the singular and complimentary talents of James and Peter joining our world-class team and overseeing the creative direction of the storied DC Universe. Their decades of experience in filmmaking, close ties to the creative community, and proven track record thrilling superhero fans around the globe make them uniquely qualified to develop a long-term strategy across film, TV, and animation, and taking their iconic franchise to the next level of creative storytelling. 
that was from David Saslav, who, of course, is in charge of things over there at Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, James Gunn and Saffron released a statement saying, quote, we are honored to be the stewards of these DC characters we've loved since we were children. We look forward to collaborating with the most talented writers, directors, and actors in the world to create an integrated, multi-layered universe that still allows for the individual expression of the artists involved. Our commitment to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Harley Quinn, and the rest of the DC stable of characters is only equal to our commitment to the wonder of human possibility these characters represent. We're excited to invigorate the theatrical experience around the world as we tell some of the biggest, most beautiful, and grandest stories ever. Last quote here from David Zaslav said, I've spent the la- uh, quote, I've spent the, a lot of time over the past few months with James and Peter talking about our strategy and long-term plans for the future of DC across TV, animation, and film. They have a powerful vision and blueprint that will drive a more unified creative approach that will allow us to enable the full value of one of the world's most iconic franchises. Of course, talking DC. And um, going in there, I saw something that, you know, while they did say they were looking for, while Zaslav did say, um, in like one of the first press conferences that for DC he was looking for a Kevin Foggy type. Uh, it does seem like they're going kind of the Disney Pixar um, level where they're having uh, executives and directors and everything running the studio over there as opposed to just one singular thing. But um, I am extremely excited for this news. I think James Gunn is a fantastic choice. We've seen his work already within the DC universe, be it Peacemaker. Um, or the Suicide Squad film that he did. He's already, he's proven himself. People have loved both. Um, Stable, so he, he's already got a track record with the DC Universe's fans, uh, which, by the way, it is just the DCU now. They've dropped the E. They've got the E out, if you will. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait to see how this is going and just reading all this and hearing about how they've got a plan together, multi-layered approach, you know, multi-layered s- stories, and all that stuff, man. I'm excited to see what is coming down the pike from these wonderfully talented people. I think James Gunn is a fantastic hire for this. I mean, look at what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, a franchise many people didn't know about, unless you're like deep into the comic books. A lot of people didn't know about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Even diehard comic book people were like, they're making a film out of the Guardians of the Galaxy? What are they doing? But he was able to make something incredible out of something ridiculous because, I mean, a talking raccoon and a what freaking tree that says only says I am Groot. Yeah, that's going to work, but it did it worked very well for the first film. Uh, second film, a lot of mixed reviews on that one, but uh, the holiday special looks great. And by all intents and purposes, the third Guardians of the Galaxy film should be really good as well. And just to see what he's done over there, he's got a good track record based off of that alone. Then he comes over to DC where he's made even a better track record with the stuff he's worked on. I can't wait to see what uh, comes down the pipe there, because he is freaking, he's trustworthy, I mean, I can trust him, going back, James Gunn, I watched the Scooby-Doo movies, this is the last time we talked, um, entertaining films, first time I've watched those movies in a long time, especially Scooby-Doo 2, I don't think I've seen Scooby-Doo 2 since it originally released in like 2004, but between the two films, two's the better one, come at me if you got a problem with that, um, <laughs> but I enjoyed, I enjoy it, I'm excited to see what James Gunn's got to go, um, can't wait, man. Four years. See what he does in the next four years to help the DC universe evolve into uh, what it needs to evolve into. And I'm also happy to see that DC is still sticking with the strategy of having solo side adventures like the Joker film and the Batman films. Well, we don't know the Batman film yet, but I would assume it's still it's kind of a solo thing. 
Um, and then, of course, it's spinoffs with the Penguin Show that's still out there and running. Um, can't wait, man. Super stoked and excited for that one. Uh, Henry Cavill was asked about James Gunn while he was running Enola Holmes 2, which is out as well at the moment. I'll be reviewing that on the next episode of the Review at Rob show, um, which should drop on its normal release day. Uh, Cavill had to say, quote, I have not met with James yet. I'm looking very forward to meeting with him. He clear He's clearly a very, very talented man. I cannot wait to sit down and have a long, long conversation with him. I'm very excited about him being there and very excited about any future opportunities we can work together. Um, great news there. I mean, again, they should have some great talks about Superman. Uh, he also went on to talk about playing a joyful Superman and what the meaning to that was and saying, quote, what really gets me about Superman is that he represents the best of the human soul, the greatest of the human soul. It's not just his powers, it's his heart. It's his heart that makes him so special. And even when he's going through stuff, He's still giving to others. He's still protecting others. He's the one who will always reach out and always give. And that is so much wonder and power. And it's such, as I say, a joyful thing that is not a mournful weight, Cavill added. So again, he's in the role of Superman. I am beyond excited that he is back and we're getting more Superman with Henry Cavill because he's fantastic. Green Lantern Show update. Um, DC and HBO Max have decided that they want to go in a different direction with the Green Lantern series, but don't worry, it has not been canceled. A series that has been in development since 2019 is still on on track, but now they are shifting the focus to the story revolving around Jon Stewart, one of DC's first black superheroes and one of the longest-serving Green Lanterns, which is something I've heard plenty of people uh, clamoring for and wanting and hoping for a Jon Stewart Green Lantern story so here you go green lantern series that'll be hitting hbo max at some time will be focused around john stewart uh, let's see shazam fury the gods news director david sandberg has confirmed that editing of the film is done they are finished and now that we are set for theaters in march so shazam is lock stocked and ready to go and release to the world can't wait to see that movie first shazam movie was a good time a brother tombstone josh that is uh his favorite DC film, probably his favorite comic book film of all time. I don't know. You'll have to ask him. But uh, I can't wait to see the second film. My girl, Rachel Zegler's in it, so I can't wait to see what she's up to in the film. A lot of good stuff um, from that trailer. The trailer looks like it's going to be, you know, on par with the other film, but a little bit, you know, bigger scale. So I can't wait to see what we get there. Uh, let's see. Netflix has renewed The Sandman for a second season, which means you're getting a second season is what that means. Um, I need to watch the show. I haven't watched the show yet, but again, it's something I've seen a lot of positive reviews around. So can't wait to check it out. Uh, check it out when I get to it. I'm pretty bad with checking out shows to be honest with you, but, uh, um, yeah, it's nothing new to my, uh, you know, listeners who have been with me for a while. They know I've still haven't moved on from episode four of Riverdale or episode three of the Mandalorian. And there's all these other shows I got to watch. So we'll get there eventually. Let's see. All right, so that was all the DC news, but we are not done with a Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, they had an investor call recently, and on the investor call, David Zaslav said, quote, we're going to focus on franchises. Um, so uh, a lot of quotes here. He says, we haven't had a Superman movie in 13 years. We haven't done a Harry Potter film in 15 years. The DC movies and the Harry Potter movies provided a lot of profits to the Warner Brothers motion pictures over the last 25 years. House of the Dragon is a big example of that. Game of Thrones taking advantage of 
sex in the city, um, Lord of the Rings, will, we still have the rights to do Lord of the Rings movies. Um, Zaslav would later go and note that he'd like to see if they can do something with the Harry Potter going forward. There's currently nothing in the Wizarding World in active development, according to a source at Warner Brothers. Um, so that includes the Harry Potter franchise and the Fantastic Beast IP, um, which is a little disheartening. I was hoping you know they'd keep going with the Fantastic Beast stuff, especially since we've had multiple films. We've had three films there, and I've enjoyed all three films. Are they as you know great as the Harry Potter films? No, but not not much is as great as those Harry Potter films. But I mean, it is nice to see that. Uh, the focus is on doing franchises again, DC running and getting um, the Harry Potter stuff going. I could care less about Lord of the Rings, to be completely honest with you. I've watched the films. Um, they haven't connected with me. I, you know, it's kind of like what Kevin Smith talks about, <laughs> wrote for Clerks 2. It's a lot of walking. Um, so the show hasn't really, or the films haven't really connected with me in any way. I know there's a Lord of the Rings show. I'm not going to watch it. Um, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, though, it's probably good news for you that they're um, looking at making more films since they had their film rights, but you know, they're doing, doing a lot of things, man. That merger, you know, was met with a lot of criticism right away, especially with the cancellation of Batgirl, but it seems like they're getting on the right track with the building of the DC University, wanting to continue the Wizarding World Universe, looking at other franchises that they can keep going. Um, I'm into it, man. Can't wait to see where they go there. And last bit of news here, um, the HBO Max and Discovery Plus streaming services we know will be combining at some point in time. Uh, we do know now that that will be sooner than previously expected. Warner Brothers Discovery President uh, and CEO David Zaslav revealed that the new service will launch in the U.S. in spring of 2023 as opposed to summer of 2023. So it has been moved up. Looks like they've got things moving over there and ready to go. Uh, from what I remember, if you're subscribed to either one, you should automatically be subscribed to the other. I don't know if that's 100% true. Don't quote me on that, but it seems like that's the case from the last thing I saw. Um, yep, yep, I have one more bit of HBO Max news here. Westworld has been canceled after four seasons. Uh, I'm sorry, you Westworld fans, that that had news happened for you. Um, I watched the first season. I enjoyed it. I think I started watching the second season. It just didn't continue. Kind of fell off with it. I may have even finished the second season. Um, and just, you know, stopped watching. Uh, it was enjoyable, uh, from what I remember, especially that first season. And then, you know, kind of, kind of got tired of, um, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's something I would probably go back and revisit. But again, as previously mentioned, I'm not the best at, you know, watching shows. Um, I'm a movie guy more than a show guy. I do watch shows when we get there, like Stranger Things. Watch that as soon as it, you know, comes out. But, uh, you know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the Wednesday show, when that comes out, I will, you know, obviously watch all of that as soon as possible as well. Uh, I mean, pretty much right away. But, you know, other shows, it's it, it, it takes a while for me. <laughs> let's see. Um, let's jump into horror news with the biggest horror movie news or horror news in general that uh, broke since the last time we talked. And that is that Friday the 13th fans are finally getting something. Uh, a surprise announcement was dropped that Friday the 13th prequel series is coming to Peacock. And we now have some more information on what kind of content will be allowed for the series. Because, of course, there is the uh, legal battle that's been going on. It may be over at this point. We'll see what happens. There's no telling. But according to Crystal Lake's showrunner, this is the name of the show, is Crystal Lake. Um, the Peacock show will be called Crystal Lake. Um, according to the showrunner, Brian Fuller, on a recent episode of a, uh, let's see, the King Cast podcast, uh, despite what fans may have initially thought, the team behind the upcoming prequel series 
can use whatever they want for the show. Quote, everything. We can use everything. We can go to hell. We can go to space. That's not to say that we will do those things, although if we do go 10 seasons, I will be lobbying hard to go to space. End quote. Um, A24 and Mark. Oh, nope. More quotes. More quote. A24 and Mark Toboff, who is Victor Miller's lawyer, have beautifully and excruciatingly assembled all of the Friday the 13th rights as a streaming service. As a streaming service, we have the rights to do everything underneath the Friday the 13th umbrella. The movie rights are a completely different thing. They are tied up at New Line and are super, super messy and probably won't be untangled anytime soon. But as far as us chickens in the television industry uh, roost, we have access to anything and everything that Friday the 13th has done up until this point. So there you go. That's good news, right? Because I think a lot of people are expecting, uh, since it's being called Crystal Lake, that it was, and it's a prequel series that'll be focused more on, um, what's, what's her name, Pamela Voorhees, Pamela Voorhees, and young Jason without the hockey mask and all that stuff. But now this sounds like they can do whatever they want, um, since it's a series and not a movie. Um, looks like adding into this gives a hint on what to expect from the series, saying that it is less a prequel series and more of a pre remakeable series. End quote. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> you know, wait, pre-remakes? Are we talking like the 2009 Friday the 13th remake here? Because that's my favorite Friday the 13th film. If we're working around that, let's go, man. I don't know. I Even I'm kind of interested in this, and I'm not the biggest Friday the 13th fan. You know, I'm happy for Zach, who's part of the Throw Me Podcast Network, because I know he loves the Friday the 13th franchise. I'm happy for all the Friday the 13th fran- um franchise fans out there that to finally get something you've been clamoring hoping for something for a while and like the last film you got was the 2009 film not including fan stuff that's been put out and then you know the game i think was the last bit of good news y'all had around that series so good for you man um excited and even the show's got me kind of intrigued and excited what it'll be like it's on peacock i love the peacock service so we'll see man we shall see and yes i just said i love the peacock service Jesus. Um, all right, let's see. Other news in search of darkness has announced another upcoming documentary. They are doing 1990 through 1994, our journey into the lost decade of horror movies. Uh, this will begin next year. I freaking love those in search of the darkness documentaries. They've done the eighties films. They've uh, third one, I think just came out and hopefully that'll be hitting shutter at some point so I can see it or will be coming out soon. So again, hopefully it hits shutter so I can see it, but really good. Really freaking solid documentaries, man. So I can't wait to see what they do with these 90s films. I didn't know there was a uh, lost decade of films. 1990 through 91 is not really a decade, is it? But nonetheless, our journey into the lost decade of horror begins next year. Oh, so our journey begins next year. Oh, I get it. Okay, I'm recording the show at 2 a.m. Get off me. Um, so yeah, I, I get where they're going. So the next decade they're working on is the 90s, the lost decade of horror films. I I get it now. They're starting with 1990 through 94. Okay, I got it. Whatever. All right, moving over to other horror news. According to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Fathom Events has teamed up with the Jagged Edge Productions who are backing the film Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, they will be releasing the film for one night only in theaters. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey will hit theaters in the U.S. for one day or night only on February 15th, 2023. And that's not the only news surrounding uh, this film. The director of the film has also begun prepping his next project, which is going by the name of Peter Pan Neverland Nightmares. 
dude, are we just remaking Disney movies and turning them into horror movies? Because, uh, assign me up, like, right away. I remember seeing the trailer for this. I remember when this movie, the Winnie Pooh and the Blood and Honey thing was first announced. I'm like, this sounds ridiculous. Sign me up. I want to see it. Why not? Disney characters just going mad and killing people. Peter Pan, Neverland, Nightmares. Fucking sign me up, dude. Let's go, man. I think all the Disney stuff is, like, hitting all the, you know, you know, some of the characters that Disney has is hitting, I don't remember what it's called, but where you have the right to work on the characters after a certain amount of time. Do it, man. Go ahead and do it. We'll see how it works out. Right, let's see. Shelley Duvall is gearing up to return to screens for the first time in 20 years. She will be in an indie horror thriller from writer-director Scott Goldberg. Uh, the film also stars Edward Furlong, Chico Mendez, and Dee Wallace, horror icon Dee Wallace. Uh, the Forest Hills follows a disturbed man who is tormented by nightmarish visions after enduring head trauma while camping in the Catskill Mountains. Duval will play the mother of the mentally and emotionally disturbed Rico, who serves as his inner voice. You know, good for her. I know she's gone through a lot of struggles, and this is her first film in 20 years. Um, apparently, she had a really bad experience filming The Shining, and then other films since then have been. And you know, her life has been tough. I mean, there's like a Doctor Phil episode with her on it, um, which I don't watch Dr. Phil, but I remember she was going to be on it. I'm like, I want to check that out because I remember, her, you know, Shelley Duvall in The Shining and I'm like, I can see what she's going on. And of course she was in Popeye as well and, you know, other films, but good for her, man. I'm glad she's back uh, working. Let's see. Danny Boyle and Alex Garland have floated the idea of making a third 28 Days Later movie, which is currently called 28 Months Later. Uh, and apparently it's getting closer than ever to being a real possibility. Both Boyle and his 28 Days Later star Killian Murphy express interest in reuniting with screenwriter Garland for the next chapter in the franchise. Um, okay, uh, this, is like, this is a long time since the first film came out, so maybe don't call it 28 Months Later, Cillian's, you know, Killian Cillian. Uh, you know, I mean, it's got to be like 20 years later, right? So, 28 years later would probably be a better name, wouldn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, I, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time looking at Cillian Murphy, so I don't know how much he's aged. It looks like he's aged, but, you know, 28 years later is probably a better title there. I don't care for the franchise, to be honest with you. I, I watched 28 Days Later recently. That's what it is. Um, I don't think I've seen the other movie. I don't even remember what the other movie is titled. Is it, is it 28 weeks later, I think? Yep, 28 weeks later. So we'll see uh, if that ends up happening or not. I'll keep you posted on this show. Again, I mean, the first movie's fine, I guess, but I, you know, it's considered like one of the greatest horror movies of all time, and it's the greatest zombie movie of all time, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, no, it's not, dude. Not in my opinion, it's not, but, you know, enjoy your films, people. Enjoy your films, have your fun. Uh, let's see, and last bit of horror news before we jump into the random bits. Uh, the film Smile, which is done very well in the box office, is finally heading to home theaters in time for the holidays as well to give you that extra smile in your stocking. Um, smile will be hitting Blu-ray in 4K UHD, that's ultra high def, uh, on December 13th. So that'll be when I see it. I mean, I'll probably rent it. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'll buy it, but <laughs> I'll rent it and check it out before I decide to buy it. Again, the movie you know, I mean, Truth or Dare 2 is what I like to call it. They look just like the characters from Truth or Dare, Dare 2 when they do the smile thing. So, we'll see. 
that one. All right, and random bits of news time before we close this shindig out. Um, and in news, that will make my brother Tombstone Josh very excited. He may need a new pair of pants. Um, Aubrey Plaza has joined Catherine Hahn in Agatha Coven of Chaos, the upcoming WandaVision spinoff series for Disney+. Plus. Uh, details about her role are being kept under wraps, but she is believed to be playing the villain to Hans villain, I guess, because isn't Catherine Hans still a villain? So she's gonna be like a a good a good girl, a good witch now. Who knows? Uh, a second WandaVision series spinoff series has also been announced for Paul Bettany's Vision, uh, that apparently is in the works over at Marvel Studios for Disney Plus. Uh, the show is apparently titled Vision Quest, which good God, hopefully they change the name of that. Sounds like something that's on like Disney Springs. Um, the series, the potential series, which is opening a writer's room, will be about the Vision trying to regain his memory in humanity. Um, so, I've already mentioned it multiple times. I'm not good at keeping up with shows, and I for sure have not kept up with these Marvel shows. The last one I watched was Hawkeye. Uh, I think I watched the first episode of Moon Knight. If I tried to watch Moon Knight again, I would have to start over, because I don't remember a thing that happened in the first episode. So, yeah. You know, I haven't watched Miss Marvel. haven't even attempted to watch that or She-Hulk can care less about watching that can care less about watching the other show can care less about watching Moon Knight not interested I haven't watched Werewolf by Night yet I've heard mixed reviews about that so hey I don't know hey you don't need me to say it unless you got the bingo card and you're waiting to stamp it guess what guys I'm not a big Marvel fan with that said I did buy my ticket for Black Panther 2 that'll be a, a review coming up I believe we're doing a thrill mini podcast event where all of us are going to give our thoughts on the film. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I could care less about seeing the shows, to be honest with you. But, I mean, that's just my style. Like, if DC announces a show, I'm going to be there. With that said, I haven't watched Titans yet. Um, so, I suck with shows, apparently, is what it is. Not even if it's DC shows, I suck with shows. Like, I follow the CW shows pretty good for a while, but even those I fell off of. I guess, I guess I'm not a TV show guy. All right, let's see. Uh, the Russo brothers, they have a history in Marvel, and they also said recently that they do not see themselves working with Marvel again for a decade. Uh, that was believed that they would do the Secret Wars films, but, you know, might have to do some convincing because they are pretty busy with their own producing, and it seems like they won't be back with Marvel anytime soon if they're saying a decade. Um, let's see, but they are producing right now is a live-action adaptation of the 1997 Disney animated film Hercules, uh, Guy Ritchie will be directing that film. He also directed the 2019 live-action remake of Aladdin. Uh, the film is, quote, Hercules will be a little bit more experimental in tone, a little bit more experimental in execution. Quote, I think they're excited to see what we can all bring to it in a way that isn't just a reinterpretation of the animated film, end quote. Which pretty much most of the uh, live-action films have been. They've been... No, just taking the animated film and making it live action. Um, and of course, that has brought in good money for them. The live action films are very hit and miss. Uh, there are some that I enjoy. I like the Beauty and the Beast film, which might be a little biased because, you know, Emma Watson's a celebrity crush for me. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed the Aladdin film. Uh, Maleficent, I enjoyed. And I don't know about all the other ones because I'm go blanking. For sure, did I enjoy that god dang Lion King movie they put out. So, we'll see how it goes, man. Hercules, the Russo brothers are behind it. They're talented. Guy Ritchie's talented. 
Why not? We'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see. And last bit of news here. A Sausage Party series has been ordered over at Amazon. If you've not seen the movie Sausage Party, uh, go watch it. It is absolute madness in animated form. Um, <laughs> the animated show is titled Sausage Party Foodtopia. Uh, plot details are being kept under wraps currently, which also means they don't know what they are. But uh, the series will have Seth Rogen, Kristen Wiig, Michael Sarah, David Krumholtz, and Edward Norton all lending their voices again as they did in the show. So, cool. Good on them. Why not, you know, watch it if you got Amazon. That, good lord, I remember seeing that movie in theaters. That movie is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous, but what else would you expect from a Seth Rogen jam? Love me some Seth Rogen movies. Uh, so, cool. There you go. Two reviews, man. Double feature. Double feature from weirdness. Um, I, again, both films are enjoyable for very different reasons, but at the same time, very crazy. Crazy films. Um, so, yeah. Two films. DC News, Warner Brothers News. All kinds of news. Hope you enjoyed this episode, man. Uh, check us out. I'll be back pretty soon. Again, I have the next episode. It is scheduled to release as per usual. Next week, we'll be talking to Nola Holmes, too, for sure, on that one. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode. Again, appreciate you taking the time to listen to me ramble on, as I do on the show, uh, as I get twisted around and try to figure out what I want to talk about. Um, but I appreciate you, as always. Again, please hit that like, subscribe, share. Um, we appreciate you supporting the show and helping it grow. Because we do love doing these shows and getting them out to you. And if we got some interesting and fun things coming up uh, as uh, the year ends and going into next year, man. A lot of stuff going on with the Throw Me Podcast Network. So you want to make sure you stay tuned to all of it. But as always, appreciate you. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Weekend episode of the Reveal Rob Show. We'll talk to you again very soon. And remember, as always, that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode.